Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And Happy New Year. Well, almost New Year. We've just about made it. And we celebrate the New Year because it comes with a fresh slate, a clean start. And there are all sorts of hopes, excitements, and expectations we have for what's next for us in the year 2022. Yet it is this New Year's Eve that reminds me of what I witnessed last New Year's Eve. I can't tell you how many conversations I had in that narthex before or after the service with people ecstatic that the year 2020 was ending. After all, the year 2020 was not so great in a wide number of ways. They were hopeful that the year 2021 would be just a little bit more comfortable, be a little less uncertain, a little less politically or racially divided, and that we'd finally get past this pandemic. And yet 2021 didn't exactly go to plan. It was only six days into the new year on January 6th, the day of epiphany, that the political division in our country came to a rather abrupt head, an event I'll just describe like something I've never seen before. And it wasn't even until the end of the month in January of 2021 when the pandemic reached heights that exceeded its worst moments of 2020. And even when we thought we were out of the woods, the summer, well, variants arrived. And now we sit here on the cusp of a new year, halfway through the Greek alphabet, and likely even setting a record this very day. No, 2021 didn't exactly go to plan. There were lots of unexpected questions to be answered, events that occurred. And even here at St. Paul's, we had some questions to answer in 2021. We had some changes that occurred. Stalwarts to the ministry of here at St. Paul's retired. Wonderful teachers like John Hohenstein, who for over a decade in our school and for many decades across the St. Louis region, teached, coached, mentored, and refereed hundreds if not thousands of kids. And of course, after 30 years of dedicated service in July, our music director, Dr. Mark Bender, retired. After 30 years of leading God's people here in St. Paul's in the gospel proclamation through sacred music, being a great service to not only the members of St. Paul's and their students through song and music education, but even to the visitors, sharing with them the proclamation of the gospel that can occur in song. And I am also reminded that for the third time in three years, we've had a call process going on that we're still in the midst of here at St. Paul's. From the pandemic to politics to even our own congregation, there were plenty of questions, unexpected or unforeseen changes or events that occurred. But we also remember that 2021 wasn't all bad. There were plenty of joys and blessings that occurred. Personal blessings. I know I can speak for myself and my wife. The great blessing and joy it is to be the parents of the most beautiful baby girl we've ever seen. And for each of us, there have been personal blessings, things we never saw coming, things we never expected that worked out for us in 2021. And of course, even here at St. Paul's, there have been plenty of blessings. In the midst of uncertainty, God has certainly provided new teachers that are wonderfully dedicated to their students. 
increased enrollment in our grade school, our PDO, and our ECC, where in those three programs, hundreds of kids every single school day get not only an education, but they get to hear about Jesus. And for many of those kids, that's such a tremendous blessing because they don't necessarily have a church home. And for some of those children, that blessing has even made them little missionaries themselves that they've gone home and told mom and dad, you really need to come hear about this Jesus guy I'm learning about. Mom and dad, did you know how much God loves you? And of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the tremendous blessing we've had here at St. Paul's to be able to call Matt Gerhardt as our cantor. That in calling him as our cantor, we have a wonderful servant, one as talented and as dedicated to the proclamation of the gospel through song as was his predecessor, Mark Bender. And for that matter, Mark Bender's predecessor before him, Don Petering. That we have been given a tremendous joy and blessing to have not one, not two, but three generations of tremendous servants here at St. Paul's to lead us in that excellent tradition of song and proclamation through sacred music. No 2021 didn't go to plan. And yes, there were some bitter disappointments, some unexpected hurts, some real pain, but there was also a tremendous amount of joy and blessing as well. And yet we sit here on the cusp of a new year, and not many of us are really thinking back to the past year all that much. We want to know what's going to happen in 2022. We'd love to know what's next. What's next for us in our lives? What's next for us in our communities? What's next for our country? What's next for our families? And even what's next for our church? And you'll hear no shortage of experts over the next couple days and the next couple weeks giving you all sorts of predictions on what to expect in 2022. How the economy is going to go, what COVID is going to do. There'll be no shortage of predictions. And I truly could stand here and and give you a bunch of predictions to make you feel better about the upcoming year. I could tell you your career is going to work out just how you want, COVID's going to go away, and even the Cardinals are going to win the World Series. But of course, not only am I completely and totally unqualified to do such a thing, I haven't got a clue. The reality that not many people want to talk about at the start of a new year is we don't know what's next. We don't know what sort of pain or grief might exist for us in 2022. We don't know what sort of joy and blessing we never saw coming will enter our lives. We don't know where we might fail and where we might have great success. We don't know exactly what God has in store for us. So what do we know about 2022? Well, one thing we can know is that God will provide. It is Martin Luther himself who brings a great reminder in his explanation of the Lord's Prayer, specifically the petition, deliver us from evil. When he reminds us that if we think we're, gonna, we're able to do this on our own, if we think we're able to sustain ourselves on our own, we should be reminded that without God's provision and care and providing for us, we would not survive a single hour on this earth. We would not make it to midnight, let alone into 2022. And the other thing we can know going into this year is that God is at work. 
God has been at work. God is working now, but he will be at work in 2022. He will be at work in your lives. He'll be at work in our community, in our church, and even in our country, though it's not always so easy to perceive. And so we're left with this quandary, knowing not the details, but having certainty in the provider. And we're left wondering what's next. What's next for me? What's next for you? What's next for us? What does a wise outlook for 2022 even look like? And for that, I believe there are some very good answers in God's word. And that you could go to any number of places in God's word, but tonight we focus specifically on the psalm we read responsibly earlier, Psalm 90. A psalm with a very well-known author, though one you may not expect when you're looking at the psalms, Moses. We are told that this is a prayer, a prayer from Moses. And it begins by acknowledging who God is, that, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. That before the mountains were brought forth, before you formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. But then Moses' prayer has some humbling reminders for who we are. That God says to us, return, O children of man, return to dust. That for him, a thousand years, let alone one single year, are but a moment, like the watch in a night. And that generation after generation are swept away as like a flood. They are like a dream, like grass that is renewed in the morning, in the morning when it flourishes, and yet in the evening it fades and withers. That our earthly lives in our sin are brought to an end by God's anger. That by his wrath we are dismayed. That it is God who sees our transgressions. Our iniquities are set before him, and even our secret sins are brought to his light in his presence. For all our days pass away, and we bring our year to an end like a sigh. That the years of our life are 70, or even by reason of strength, 80. And yet their span is toil and trouble. They are soon gone. And then Moses asks a rhetorical question. Which one of us actually considers the true power of your anger, O Lord? Who among us actually considers your wrath according to the fear of you? And so I say again, Happy New Year. And of course, if that's where we left it, it would be nothing more than sort of a dark, ironic statement to make. But Moses also has these words. Teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number, to cherish each day. Understand the fleeting nature of our earthly life and hold it dear. But this isn't Moses' final point. Yes, it's where our assigned reading ends. It's where our psalm that we read responsibly stopped. But it's not the end of Psalm 90. And if you want to look in a Bible in the pew rack in front of you or even pull out your phone, it's actually in what comes next. That I think is the most powerful reminder for us as we prepare to enter into this new year. As we prepare to enter into the year 2022. Where Moses prays to the Lord, return, O Lord. Have pity, 
on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love. Make us rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, as many years as we have seen evil. Let your work be shown to your servants and your glorious power to their children. I don't know what 2022 will look like. I wish I did. The weatherman says it's going to start pretty cold. But the reality is we don't know what's next for us in 2022. But I do know we are given these words, we are given this prayer for us to pray as well. That when Moses prayed this prayer, it wasn't just for him personally, but for all those who would fear love and trust in God. That we are given these words to lift up before the Lord, our maker. That same God for whom a thousand years is but a moment. We can pray to him, return, O Lord. Have pity on me. Satisfy me every morning with your steadfast love. Let your work be shown that your children, our children, would know your glorious power. And of course it is for in that son of his, Jesus, that we just celebrated a few days ago, that the glorious power of God would be made known to us. That in his son, Jesus, his power would not just be one of anger and wrath, but one of reconciliation and grace and mercy. That in his son, Jesus, we have been reconciled with him, brought from being children of wrath to children of his love and of his righteousness. And it is as those very children that we can, as those redeemed by the blood of our newborn Savior, Jesus, pray these words from Moses. Lord, let your favor be upon us. And we can pray the the last verse of Psalm 90. One I think is probably the most personal because it speaks to each one of us in a different way. Where Moses prays, Lord, let the favor of you the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Moses prays that God would use him, that God would use us. People whose hands have all sorts of failures and shortcomings, all sorts of struggles and sins, and yet are still used by God are still used in our careers, in our homes, in our families. And Moses prays, Lord, would you establish what we do? Would you establish what we do this upcoming year? So much of the celebration on this day, New Year's Eve and into tomorrow, New Year's Day, is quite frankly, if we were to think about it, a little sophomoric. It's a little immature, just a little bit juvenile. That across the world we shoot off fireworks and party it up just because we made it another trip around the sun. And yet Psalm 90 reminds us that our celebration of a new year is not in of ourselves. It's not in what we've done in the past year, and it's not in what we're planning to do for ourselves in this upcoming year. But that we can celebrate this new year only by looking to our Heavenly Father, remembering each and every day the mercies that He brings forth to us, remembering the great faithfulness that He has towards us, That truly, morning by morning, new mercies he brings to us. 
that is in him and in his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, that we have anything to celebrate in 2021 and into 2022 and beyond. Moses writes these words with a sort of humbling reminder. And we don't know the period of his life exactly when he wrote this, but he had come to a point in his life where he remembered that his days were numbered. His earthly life was numbered. And so too it is for us. Our days on this earth are numbered. Our earthly lives only have so many new years in them. And yet Moses writes these words not to be some sort of dystopian pessimist, but to have that heart of wisdom, that we are to cherish these days God has given to us, cherish the moments that God gave us in the past year and the moments that he'll give us in the new year, cherish these days with family and friends, cherish even our days on this earth, cherish them because we truly don't know what's next. And yet we cherish those days, always holding fast to the promises that God has given to us in his son, Jesus. For it's when we know who God is to us that we are reminded we don't need to answer that question of what's next. We don't have to have all the perfect predictions and know in advance what's going to come before us in 2022 because we know who to turn to. We don't have to worry about what's next because... Our God loves us so much we can't even fully understand how great his true love for us really is. That we don't have to know what comes next because we know who our help is. It is, as we just sung from that great hymn by Isaac Watts, the one who has helped us in ages past and the one who will help us, who will be our hope in the years to come. He is our guard while all the troubles last. But best of all and greatest of all, in Christ, he is our eternal home. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your minds and your hearts. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.